Hello, hello, everybody. We are here today on this wonderful uh, rainy Sunday morning. I'm Reggie. I'm Anthony. And today, we're going to bring you a little dose of uh, some European football. <sighs> some world the football. Tr- the true football, no. <laughs> true football? <laughs> no, no, no. It's all, it's all, it's all preference. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it really, is, it is really, it doesn't necessarily bother me that uh, that there's an American football no. and like a European <laughs> world football. Yeah, it's not too big of a deal for me. It's like a derivative. Oh, it's a derivative. <laughs> wow. Anyways, today we're gonna chat it up about these two teams that we that we care a lot about. Uh, for me, it's Manchester United. For Anthony, it's Liverpool. These are two English to English uh, soccer teams. Yeah, I mean these teams are pretty well known. Pretty big global followings. I think Liverpool, Manchester United probably had like two of the biggest global followings out of like most most teams out there. Definitely in, like the top ten global followings. What do you think? That's not even what I'm here to talk about. <laughs> global followings. Is this what you want to talk about? No, we don't talk about global followings. But let's change the subject. <laughs> so first topic of discussion: How does Anthony feel? Now that Liverpool, a team that's been struggling for decades, is close to winning the Premier League. How does he feel about it, especially with a different rival team, Manchester City, right behind the beginning ground? Does he feel like, because you you guys have choked in the past, do you feel like, like you're going to choke again? I don't think, I don't think that way of thinking is conducive. You know <laughs> I think that, uh, I yeah. think, I think when you're, when you're, when you're out there, it's really just a test of your ability to have faith in your team and just say, you know what, like there's going to be some rough days and there's going to be some days where I know if we're playing top gear, or we're playing how I know we can play, we could just mop teams up. And that's exactly what we've been doing and it's paying off and we're consistent. And that's another huge thing that Klopp did is that he made us super consistent. I mean... You win it eventually, so if you don't win this year, if you flop, it's okay. Yeah, I know. The, the quest still goes on. You I don't know eventually. how we didn't win last year. Last year was crazy. Last year, it's almost insane how two, two the top two teams in the league were three points away about from 100 points each. You don't know what happened. In Cal- in a, in no. a, in a, in a last year, you said that you were 10 points up at Christmas. Around Christmas. Yes, and you're like, but we that's didn't- it. We're gonna win, Reggie. This is it. But I think I think when we were challenging for the title last season, it was a season that I don't think a lot of people thought we would actually challenge for the title. I think a lot of people thought maybe Man City was just gonna like sweep it or whatever. And yeah, we made it to the Champions League final the year before, so I think that definitely boosted our credentials. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people really thought we could go the distance. And unfortunately, we had a couple of rough patches back in like March, February, and that one or two points we could have gotten. We didn't, and that cost us the title, which is sad, honestly. But I think that this time, Klopp is not going to let that happen, and we're going to try to blow people away. I don't know, man. Look at that team. The team looks pretty pretty paper thin nowadays. <laughs> How so? Uh, maybe it's not paper thin. Because your team actually has the guys. It's just, the team feels played out, if you know what I mean. It's like, oh, this it's, it feels like the same old, same old thing that like you've been doing for the past three years. And it makes me wonder, like, this team needs, like, a, re- a refresh you guys, you guys didn't didn't get any new players over the last transfer transfer period, transfer windows, and it just, it just makes your team look 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 a little stale. Yeah, we are looking a little stale, but Club Club wants to put faith in the people that really didn't even play a lot because we have a bunch of we have a huge squad on paper, but like half of them are injured, 
And I think that, that <laughs> the, uh, and the, I think the problem is that um, Klopp wants to love putting his faith in players that have, that have like injury problems for whatever reason. When we signed our like Oxlade Chamberlain, everybody literally everybody knew this guy had injury problems. Um, but Klopp still saw like an ability that was worth the hassle. So you know that's that's really why he decided to to sign him. And then uh, last year we signed Abi Keita, and it's a similar thing. Like his quality is so amazing, but if we just keep him fit, that's literally two. It's like two new signings. Like this season, if Oxlade and Keita can have like a good run of games, we could pick up some steam because they have quality. It's just they're injured all the time. Your team just just isn't as isn't as feared anymore man you realize that why because that one game last year last know, week that, that that like you know what the problem was is that we yeah. didn't have we we unfortunately if we don't have playing our our front three our classic front three it's gonna be rough i mean honestly the fact that we beat barcelona four zip without salah and firmino is just i think it gives a lot of us hope but also at the same time i don't think barcelona would be playing that well that, that day anyway so they were just under psychological pressure. Yeah. They, they they crumbled like that before. Their their first win against us was so big. They just said, you know what, we got this. But they don't know when you come to Anfield, prepare for a comeback. Automatic, automatic. So let's switch it to a different subject. Mm-hmm. Manchester City and boy oh boy, that team really annoys me <laughs> more than Liverpool. Because as long as they have Pep Guardiola, I'm over here sitting like, dang. This guy's going to have, have his reign of terror for so long. Like, Klopp, okay. Klopp to me is beatable. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a United fan, so Klopp to me is beatable. Klopp to me is tolerable, but Pep Guardiola is just like, oh, man. I don't see this guy's face anymore. He's too good. How do you feel about it? I think that feeling that you're having, or the feeling that you do have about Man City, I feel like I agree with you on that sentiment, especially ever since that takeover happened, and they basically went from, like, mid-table club to, like, challenging, at least for Champions League top four, and steal the title every year. I don't know. I can't really respect them as a club. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I don't see them as a club. I just see them as, like, a little pet project, you know, managers to come in. The owner's like, all right, you're a good manager. We have the money to sign good players. If you want, if you want, you can basically have any good player that you want on the condition that you get results. Why don't they feel like a club team? They just don't. Do you I feel mean, like in the, in the beginning they, they didn't build up their their community aspects first before just, they just don't jumping have into that same culture, that same ethos. So, that so same, they haven't they haven't built up their, their 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 uh, culture yet. Is what you're saying? Yeah, you it's know. not it's not it's not it's not like built up yet. No, it's not. They just wanted to like win stuff without building up the fan culture. Is what you're saying? Yeah. So it makes them, it makes them kind of empty. It, it kind of it's kind of it's kind of shows you the true Manchester fans are Manchester United fans. Anybody else? I don't want to bring baseball into this, but it's like Yankees Met. Either you're like an OG Yankees fan, or you're like a little new up and coming Met fan. It's like you know what? Forget the OGs. We're just we're a new generation, and that's like all the Man City fans. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not. I don't like the Mets or or Yankees, whatever. But I don't know. That's that's really what it is to me. And firstly, for me, I think Pep Guardiola is just not even gonna. He's not gonna stick around there too much long. He's gonna get bored. It's really cold. It's every single time I'm, I see Mets games, they're always dark, dreary, rainy. He's always looking like. What am I doing here? Take me home. To he's sunny always bundled Spain. up. He's always bundled up. Take me home. Right. He's like, he's always bundled up. He's always cold, dreary. That's not a fun vibe. <laughs> I, just, I just want some Spanish food. Yeah, right? You know, he's going to go back to Spain in no time. Either Spain or Italy. I, I see him going to Italy. He can go to France, possibly. He used to go to Italy. France is boring. France is boring. I think France he should go boring. to Italy. 
I think uh there's rumors that, that he's I think Sorry's sorry's gonna get sacked. Yeah, I think Sorry's gonna get sacked if because I don't think Sorry is the caliber that Juve need. I think if you have a player if you have a, a team like Juve a has a team like Juve has, like you have Cristiano Ronaldo, like you basically have you have Gordon you have what's the name? Dibala. Aaron Ramsey, Dibala, like your team is nice right now. And my Tweety. Yeah, I'm feeling uh Pep Guardiola, honestly. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna go there. I think I think if he does go there, I'm pretty sure Juve are gonna win like Champions League. No, I'm not sure. Champions League or both or like the treble. Remember that season where Juve almost won the treble but lost to Barca? Yeah, but I'm not yeah. sure about the Champions League though. Nah, Guardiola's the only person that I think could take Juve to Champions League because I don't think he's even he's won Champions League with Barca. Yeah, but that was a while ago. Yeah, I know. like 2011. That was last time. Wow. Yeah, man. he hasn't won in a long it was time. 2012. Whatever, but um, yeah, 2012. That's said that Chelsea, right? Over Bayern. Oh, you're right. Yes. 2013. That was Bayern who won finally. Over Dortmund. There's Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah, those are the days of early club. And 2014. That's uh Real Madrid. 2015. That's Barcelona trouble. And 16, 17, and 18 was Real Madrid wiping the floor with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's switch the subject. Let's talk about my team, Manchester yes. United. Yes, yes, yes. So I know you got a lot to say, and I know you're more than happy to uh, you know drop a couple of verbal insults. No, no, <laughs> I'm gonna be no, no, we can be constructive. Yeah, right now, honestly, the only thing keeping me watching this season are the memes, the jokes. Wow, <laughs> that's such a state of a club when you're looking forward to the jokes. That I'm looking forward to the jokes. Club. Wow. If there weren't any jokes, I probably just wouldn't watch and pretend the season never happened. I would probably just. Turn off the entire like league for this season and come back come back in twenty twenty one. Man, that's it was if it wasn't for the jokes. I'm I'm not lying. Wow, this guy would just hide just completely abandon. I, his I would team. just I wouldn't abandon my team. I would support them in silence. This guy says I gotta hire my bunker. There's a nuclear fallout. I would support them in silence. like it's like if I expose myself to radiation, therefore I have to go in my bunker. Hey, but I'd be I'd be. On the radio in my bunker, be like, "Hey, I support Manchester United." <laughs> you would be like, I'd be on the radio in my bunker. Nah, that's not. Hey, not, I support Manchester United. You're not here. Hey. The poison, Reggie. You're not, not suffering. I'm not here. Team, you're not a true fan. I'm not here. Get that the nuclear you radiation. You have to suffer, Reggie. You have to feel I'm, the pain. I'm suffering the radiation the poisoning. When the club's going through pain, you feel it too. You're not one with your club. <laughs> oh, I know all the dark times, man. Those are rough. You have literally no idea what your club is doing because the club doesn't know what they're doing either. Oh, man. So you're really just hoping that people are going to just get their acts together and things are going to change. So you've been out there in the cold wilderness uh, for years, bro. Taking out a nuclear, radi- a nuclear radiation. That's why I knew it was, it, it was going to be so awkward years. It was like puberty awkward, like straight up awkward. Literally... The first couple of years, FSG didn't even know how to, like what like what a proper manager was. Mm. Like sign, I mean, signing Roy Hodgson. Bring like, it back to like this, those are memories I want to bury. Bring it back to Manchester United. Like, yeah. we're, we're, we're pretty much doing the same thing you guys are doing. Nah, then. nah, nah. Yes and no. Yes and no. You have <laughs> hired some clowns. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of clowns. It wasn't that bad as you guys though. Uh, David Moyes was the first clown. <laughs> and then and then you guys like you know what I want some more experience because a bigger club clown and patrol and, and you're like oh hey Van Howe's available but I just feel he's not a good this in this era of football managers you can't be this cold attached like person anymore you have to be able to mingle with your players you have to be able to 
talk to them. Like, man management skills these days are 10 times more important than they ever been before. I agree. In the past, there have been, there've been managers that are just, like, very cold, very distant. Like, yeah, just do this, do that. Like, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really need to know you. We don't need to have any type of relationship or anything. And you're seeing that the managers that have better man management skills are outperforming most other managers because their ability to get mm, like hold on here hold on here what we're, we're gonna switch the subjects away from this in Manchester United right now versus <laughs> the current state of managers in soccer oh okay I'm gonna say this okay you're talking about man management I wouldn't I won't necessarily <laughs> say that Pep Guardiola is that good of a man manager yeah I think he is because he doesn't work with everybody he doesn't it's like his way the highway it's like Oh, if you buy in, you're good. If you don't, like, because in the in the fr- his first few years at Manchester City, he came in, and if he didn't buy in, he just, like, sold you flat out. Joe Hart and every, every, every person was just, like, yeah. gone, so. <laughs> or not only that, I think players that he thought that didn't have the ability to play the style that he wanted. Nah, it's buy in, in my opinion. Nah, I think it's... If you don't buy in, really? he's, like, get out. I always thought that it was particular players that just didn't understand his philosophy. Either that or, like, they just, I don't know, they didn't have the it's ability to play his style. Probably both, but for me, it's I like, feel like that's why he signed Ederson because he wanted a passing a goalkeeper who could pass. Ederson passed, but I feel like the rest of his team is very like incomplete still. Like he focused on signing midfielders, like, he signed Rodri, and that's it. And then he's just still dangling, dangling on Aguero. I don't know what he's doing with his midfield and defense. I feel like he just enjoys signing players with good technical ability, good pace, and. I mean that's really how you win in in Britain, in England. Like you just need players with good technical ability and and speed. Let's talk about just different ma- ma- managerial styles in general. Oh, okay. how do you feel about Ollie going Solskjaer style? I don't know what he's trying to do. Is there style? I okay. There's definitely more of an identity with him than I there has been in like years past. I'll say, um, especially Mourinho. I feel like you and Mourinho didn't have identity. There was a moment of time when. I could tell, like, his old habits of wanting to just play defensive football were, like, kicking in. Like, the first couple of years at Manchester United, he was very, like, trying to be open-minded. He's like, you know, we're going to attack. We're going to dominate. You're saying we're first couple of years. He wasn't there for very long. He was Whatever. there for a couple he was three years. years. Three years, right? Yeah. Three years. So, the, first, so the two. first two, he was trying to be positive. He was trying to attack. He was trying to dominate. And then near the end of last season, this guy's like, you know what? I don't believe in any of these players, and therefore, I'm not going to take any chances. I'm just going to, you know, especially I think when he lost a lot of time, he's like, oh, man, like, I don't think I can do anything with these guys. And I don't know what happened regarding your signings. I forgot who you signed, but for whatever reason, I what, you guys signed Fred? And then he was a Fellaini fan. Like, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever, and I'm so glad when Solskjaer came, he got rid of him immediately. I'm just like... Every time I saw Fellaini in Manchester United jersey playing, I would just be like, what? Like, <laughs> literally just scratch my eyes and be like, is this happening? Like, is this real life? Because I honestly, I don't know. I just always associate him with, like, a mid-table club. He's a very simple player. Like, he does he does his job well. He's just a very simple player. It's just like, I always, and when he got rid of him and Valencia, and then you guys start doing this, this adopting this habit of, turning old players and just recycling old players into new positions. I'm just like, is this really Manchester United? Like, you guys can literally sign anybody. But instead, you want to be conservative and say, you know what, Antonio Valencia, you could be our new right back. I was just like, what? <laughs> this guy's your star winger and now he's your... 
and now he's your right back, man. Come on, like that's that's just that's that's sad. That's sad. <laughs> like, and Ashley Young, your star, your star winger back in the Fergie era. I remember there was one that game. Remember that game you smashed Arsenal eight two. He scored like two three goals that game, and then now. Left back to this right day, back. utility man. You turn us into a utility man. To, to this that day, it's so sad. The, the funniest thing to me was when uh, Wayne Rooney thought that he could play central midfield. He's like, "Oh, I'm getting too slow to play as as a forward anymore. I'm gonna play as a central midfielder." <laughs> nah, he just wanted to be a playmaker, and he does have playmaking ability. And I think that he has every right to want to push to be to to. How do I say it? Push to expand his. He got of, so slow towards the end of his career. I don't yeah, know. because he just he wanted. He, I don't know. He just he was he was in bad shape. I can't even lie. Yeah, like the last nothing. season, that I remember him like while Cowboy like Rooney, probably like twenty ten or so when he's such and after bad that, shape. Like, 2010, 2011. And after that, I remember the season where you guys like you know what we're gonna play Berbatov and Rooney up top, and then you have Berbatov. It's funny Berbatov is not even a pacey striker, but. He's so good at, like, he's just so good at effective. What? He's, he's just effective. He's, he's effective. He's good at dribbling. He's, he's good at dribbling, dribbling, and he's good at, like, you know, finding spaces and stuff. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess Rooney didn't want to play that role. Rooney wanted to be... Rooney didn't want to have his back to goal. He wanted to be mm-hmm. facing the goal. Yeah. And but, like, when you're a target man striker like that, like, you kind of have to have your back to goal. Unless you, unless you're like a Fernando Torres, so he's never a target man. Unless you like, unless you're a Fernando Torres that just has enough like pace and ability to like catch catch the defensive line off or whatever, and like play something in behind. Because that was that was Torres' like favorite move, and I loved it too. But I think over time, like especially with his injuries, he couldn't play that style anymore. He had to kind of like change around this. So that is just part one yeah. of our soccer talk. We'll be wrapping this up right now, but we'll be back with part two.